Hello, I'm Andrew Martin. This is Bulldog Insider for Sunday, February 23rd, 2020. Tonight on Bulldog Insider, the Fresno State baseball team tries to avoid getting swept. The softball team tries to stay perfect at home this season. New defensive coordinator William Inge joins us in studio, and we catch up with recent Bulldog football player Frank Delena, who's now living in Park City, Utah, training to be a winter sports athlete. Now, KC24's Bulldog Insider, presented by Fashion Furniture. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bulldog Insider. We've reached the last week of the regular season in basketball for the Mountain West Conference. Both Bulldog teams have one game left against Wyoming. They each faced Nevada yesterday. For the men, it was their last road game of the regular season. And the Bulldogs had a nine-point lead late in the second half before the Wolfpack came back to win. 78-76. Freshman Nevin Hart scored a team-high 18 points, one of four Bulldogs in double figures. The loss, though, dropped Fresno State's record to 10-18 overall, 6-11 in the Mountain West. And right now, the Mountain West tournament bracket looks like this. Fresno State is currently the eighth seed and matched up with ninth-seeded Air Force, which may not necessarily be a bad thing since the Bulldogs have beaten the Falcons twice this season. But if they win, they get the top seed, San Diego State, in the quarterfinals. Even though the Aztecs lost last night to UNLV, they're still 26-1 this season. The Mountain West Tournament will start for the Bulldog men on Wednesday, March 4th. Meanwhile, the Bulldog women will start their Mountain West Tournament on Monday, March 2nd in the quarterfinals as the number one seed. The Bulldogs won the conference's regular season championship a week and a half ago. This past Wednesday, they had their lengthy win streak snapped at Air Force, but they bounced back yesterday against Nevada on senior day. Maddie Udy led all scores with 18 points, and the Bulldogs won by 11, 69-58. They're now 23-5 overall. They're at Wyoming on Thursday to end the regular season. The regular season is still new for the Fresno State baseball team. It's only weekend number two. Julia Lopez joins us now. She was out at Bob Bennett Stadium today to see if the Dogs could win at least one game against Washington. Yeah, Andrew, the Dogs trying to avoid getting swept at home. So let's head over there. It was a gorgeous day at the park for game three of the series. And Jamison Hill making his 2020 debut, getting the start. Last year, he was a reliever. And in five innings of work, Hill gave up four hits, two earned runs while striking out four. There's a nice slider. No score in the third, and with two outs, Fresno State sophomore Ryan Higgins hits it through the right side. That gets a runner on base. And then the very next batter is Nate Timian, and the junior cranks this to left center, and that leaves the yard. A two-run home run for Timian, his third on the season. The Dogs were up 5-2 heading into the ninth, but the Huskies were able to score seven and pull the comeback. Bulldogs fall 9-6. They'll try and bounce back on Tuesday when they host Cal Poly. Across the street at Margie Wright, the softball team wrapping up the Fresno State Invitational against Pacific. The Bulldogs looking to begin the season a perfect 10-0 at home. Haley Dulcini in the circle coming off of a career-high 15-strikeout outing. Today, she threw a complete game, scattering four hits while striking out six. Miranda Rolletter at the dish, and she hits a leadoff stand-up triple to get things going. And then a couple batters later, Michigan State transfer Kelsey Carrasco, a Tulare Western alum, hits a chopper. She's thrown 
thrown out at first, but that puts the dogs on the board. They plate three more and win four nothing. They finished the tourney a perfect five and zero. The ladies are now thirteen and three overall, and will head to the Judy Garmin Classic beginning on Friday at Fullerton. Some of the teams they're going to be facing there: Texas, currently ranked fourth in the country; Washington, currently ranked second in the country; and of course, Cal State Fullerton. So, it should be a really tough test for the Bulldogs this next I week. I know what they're thinking. Bring it on. They're up for it. They yeah. love the challenge. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing well right now. Yeah. Thanks very much, Julia. Up next on the Bulldog Insider, we're getting closer to March 16th, the first day of spring football practice. Fresno State has a new coaching staff. We'll get to know the defensive coordinator, William Inge. He's in studio next. Welcome back to the Bulldog Insider. We're pleased to be joined now by William Inge, new defensive coordinator and linebackers coach for the Bulldog football team. Coach, you were officially hired January 27th, which means you've been in Fresno for about a month. What do you think so far about the city and the university? We definitely uh, love the Valley. It, it is awesome seeing the community support. Uh, the weather is definitely something that we can uh, speak very good about uh, thus far. It's good year-round, yeah, yeah. except in the summer. It gets really hot for a couple of weeks in the summer. Yeah, uh, hot is good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the, the one thing that we've been able to do as a staff is really get together and just form some very good continuity with us and as well as being able to spend some good time with our student-athletes. Like most Division I coaches, you've been a few places. We'll put them on the screen for everyone as I ask you this. What did you know about Fresno State before you came here? I knew that this was a place where toughness is a priority as a, as a football program. Uh, having a chance to understand some of the things that went on with Coach Sweeney and Coach Hill and, 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 and things like that. Uh, when I was at San Diego State, they were still in the whack at the time, but we kind of knew a little bit about Fresno State uh, from afar. And, and one thing I knew when we played them when I was at Cincinnati, it was a tough, hard-nosed football team. And when I got here, having a chance to see the, the term dog wire dude, I knew exactly what that meant because that's what you need here in the Valley. You need tough, hard-nosed football players. You spent the past seven seasons at Indiana. Mm -hmm. Last season was the only season Kalen DeBoer was at Indiana. He must have made quite an impression on you. How did that conversation go when he says, hey, William, I'm taking the job at Fresno State. <laughs> I want you to come with me. Well, it was unique because he, it was, it, we talked on my birthday on, on December the okay. 17th. So he, he was out, I guess he had interviewed and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to have a chance to get this job. What do you think about coming with me as my defense coordinator? Initially, I thought it was a prank. I said, are you joking around with me or are you, are you serious? And uh, upon me knowing exactly kind of what's going on here at Fresno State, uh, talking, talking things over with my family, I knew this was something that, that we'd be very excited to be able to do. You obviously have trust in Coach DeBoer to take that leap mm -hmm. of faith. How long does it take to build that same trust with the other assistants? I promise, I imagine you probably didn't know any of them personally before you got the job here in right, Fresno. Right, and, and that's where, luckily, this time since uh, the middle of January, we've been able to spend every day together and, and every night together, uh, honestly, because we're all kind of li living in the same place. But we've been able to talk about just philosophical things, our families, how we are as family men, how we are as recruiting uh, individuals, how we are as people, and we have a chance to experience some shared bonds amongst, amongst us all. So in studying the Bulldogs on video from last season's 4-8 and eight campaign, what have you seen, and how quickly do you think those mistakes that were made can be corrected? Well, the, the one thing we, we've told the football team just uh, defensively is 85% of the time, sometimes you'll beat yourself. So what we're going to do is, is do everything we can to minimize our errors. We want to be consistent, aggressive, and violent as a defense and just make sure we don't put ourselves in harm's way. And if, you don't, if you're not in harm's way, often you're going to have a chance to win in the end of the game. 
So what is your coaching style? What can you share with the Red Wave out there, people who don't know you yet and are you know, kind of anticipating what to experience? They'll see a staff, and they'll see myself as someone who's energetic, passionate about what we do, and we love the individuals on, on the football team. We tell them we care more about them as people, as students, and then as athletes. Um, and, and that's kind of our priority. We know we probably have been sent here more to build great young men than great athletes. And in a couple of weeks, you'll get to work with them on the field with a football in their hands yeah. when the coaches can be present. Absolutely. So spring ball starts March 16th with a new coaching staff and a team that's coming off a down year. What's the goal for spring? Our goal is kind of happens in a couple of phases. Number one, we have to make sure that we understand the importance of uh, achieving fundamental success in that every position has a set of musts and some fundamentals that we're going to be working on all during spring ball. We have to continue to enhance our toughness and understanding just our situational philosophy to where when we're in the game, when the game is on the line, we have to know the importance of being able to finish. Finish, finish, finish. Lastly, Coach, before we let you go, I just discovered this a few minutes ago, but you were a linebacker at Iowa. That yes. I knew. I didn't know that you were a student athlete at Iowa when Troy Steiner yes. was a student athlete at Iowa, Fresno mm -hmm. State's wrestling coach. What can you tell us about Troy back in the day? Well, you know, it, it, we kind of met in, in some unique scenarios because at the time, our wrestling coach, we thought he was crazy. <laughs> And come to find out, well, they're just wired a little bit different in the wrestling room. We saw he and his brother and some of the other guys running up the stadium steps in our basketball arena. The only difference was they run up the stadium steps with someone on their back. So that, yeah, so that was kind of how we got introduced uh, to Troy and, and all the guys on the wrestling team. Okay, so he's definitely a dog wire dude. He's oh, tough yes. as well. Uh, William Inch, new defensive coordinator and linebackers coach for the Fresno State football team. Again, spring ball starts March 16th. Coach, thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. That's right. Go dogs. Up next on the Bulldog Insider, a football player turned skeleton athlete. What? A conversation with Frank Delena is next. Welcome back to the Bulldog Insider. We're joined on the phone now by Frank Delena, former Fresno statewide receiver who just wrapped up his senior season in 2019. Delena now lives in Park City, Utah, where he's training to be a winter sports athlete in skeleton. Frank, skeleton is nothing like football. You lie down on a sled on your stomach and go headfirst down a frozen track. How did you first get interested in skeleton? I, uh, I took a class at Fresno State called the History of the Olympic Games, and it was during the most recent 2018 Olympics. And, uh, you know, we had a discussion one day in class about how athletes don't grow up bobsledding or luging or skeletoning, and that's not something you really put your kids in at age eight. You, you know, you play soccer at those ages and stuff like that. And he the teacher later explained to me how a lot of those athletes are converted from uh, either ex-track stars or football players, and I, uh, I, I actually would be a good mold for it. So he uh, kind of put that, planted that seed in my mind saying, you know, maybe I could be good at this. You take a class, and to go from taking one class to now living out this, this new dream of yours, does your family think that you're crazy to be doing this? Yes and no. I, I've always been kind of a little bit of a risk taker and kind of an out there guy, but um, it's definitely different just because we never really went to snow as a kid. I mean, we we were not much vacationers. I, I've been in the snow more times, you know, playing in football games than I was recreationally. So 
it, that was for sure a big culture shock. And so it definitely was kind of a really frank, do you really want to do this type of thing at first? But, you know, we did a little bit of research. I'm kind of the right mold for this type of thing. And You're at an Olympic facility. What's your goal? Are you trying to qualify for the Winter Olympics in 2022? Well, you know, that's obviously the goal, but it's a long road ahead. I, I started sliding on January 6th, and I've came a long ways in these, you know, few weeks, essentially. There's people that have been sliding for 10 years, and I've made a lot of progress, and I, I'm starting to, you know, get on people's heels a little bit, starting to breathe down people's necks a little bit, and uh, me being able to enable my uh, my athletic ability into the sport is starting to come into the picture. So with that, my times are becoming a little bit better, so on and so forth. And pretty much I have about a year and a half to until that point will actually come. Um, there's a lot that can happen in between, obviously. But ultimately, yeah, that's that's the goal. For people who don't know, Frank, skeleton is an expensive sport. You've set up a GoFundMe page to try and raise money. How much do you need, and what will that money go towards? Right. So and the, it's, it's not un, very unlike the NCAA, but uh, the Olympic agency, for the most part, you don't, you don't get paid as an athlete. So there's even the guy who's number one in the world doesn't get paid a salary of any sort, doesn't get paid from anything. All of it comes from sponsorships. And, um, you know, throughout my time, I've got to train with some – some guys that are already on Team USA, um, the World Cup representatives from countries like Ghana, Zimbabwe, Kenya, Switzerland, some, some pretty cool places, Canada. And they've all kind of taught me throughout the way that, you know, it's an expensive sport. Funding is hard. You, like I said, you could, you got to travel, but more than anything, the equipment is very expensive. I mean, a uh, – a good sled, thousands of dollars, about $15,000 is what an Olympic sled would cost. Wow. Yeah, and I'm running on a, you know, not that. You know, the difference between a guy who gets first place and tenth place could be, you know, five one-hundredths of a second. It, it happens very, very fast. So the equipment becomes into the picture, and I just want to set myself up for the best way possible, for the best chance of my success. I noticed at the uh, bottom of your GoFundMe page, you've got a nickname, the Ice Cowboy. That's clever. Who came up with that? So the day I flow in from Fresno, I go to this track, and pretty much my my mentor, my coach, I walked in with my, you know, straight up there playing with my boots on, flannel, and a cowboy hat. And that's pretty rare in uh, in Park City, Utah, I, did, I learned they started call I, 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 the ice cowboy kind of got thrown around in my uh, speed school class just because, you know, I was a country kid and a lot of these other people were not from the country. They were from cities all over that I, I made an impact on them and the ice cowboy kind of caught. And then I kind of told my mom about it and she thought it was really great. And then it just escalated from there. So I'm kind of running with it at this point. You know, you mentioned family a couple of times, Frank. I have to ask you about your brother. The Fresno State football team will have a Delena on the roster next season. Uh, Mac, how proud are you that he's following in your footsteps, and how do you think he'll fit in? I'm extremely proud of my brother. He works his butt off day in and day out. Completely deserves everything that he's going to get. And uh, 
you know, I anybody who's played with me knows I'm, I'm bulldog born, bulldog bred, and I, I I bred my brothers to be the same way. So I hope he, I know he will continue bringing that passion, and I think he uh, he's gonna mess well with the guys. I mean, you know, he knows a decent amount of them just from we live in Fresno and we're a very big family. So he he's he's built connections already and. Um, you know, it's a brotherhood being on that team, and, and uh, I know he's he's hoping to make an impact early. So I, I wish him the best, and I think he's going to be a, a great Bulldog. He's Frank Delena, football player turned skeleton athlete. Again, if you want to help him on his journey, check out his GoFundMe page. Best of luck, Frank, in this new venture. We appreciate the time here on Bulldog Insider. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Welcome back to the Bulldog Insider. Time now for our play of the week. For that, we go back to yesterday to the XFL, Tampa Bay against Houston. Here comes a big hit, courtesy of Tank Kelly, ex-Bulldog who plays for Tampa Bay. He had five tackles yesterday and two pass deflections. Our tweet of the week from Wednesday from Nick James, who works at our sister station, KGET, in Bakersfield. He took a photo with Ryan Matthews, who was back in his hometown to be inducted into the Kern County Sports Hall of Fame. You can read all about that right now at yourcentralvalley.com. We'll be right back. A reminder, you can always watch segments from the show online at yourcentralvalley.com. Whether you missed them the first time or like them so much you want to watch them again, the website is yourcentralvalley.com. You can also listen to the Bulldog Insider whenever you want. We're a podcast. And look at all the places where you can hear us. Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, among others. And, of course, on the Bulldog Insider page at yourcentralvalley.com. The wrestling team lost at Oklahoma today 25-5. Water polo beat Fresno Pacific 21-5. Yesterday, the swimming and diving team finished in fifth place at the Mountain West Championship. Athena Clayson named freshman of the meet. Also yesterday, lacrosse beat Stetson to win its home opener. Men's tennis split its matches in Alabama, beating Auburn, losing to Texas Tech. Equestrian lost at Baylor. That's it for us. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next Sunday. Good night.